This holiday, satisfy those seasonal cravings with Organifi's fall favorite gold pumpkin spice blend. Packed with powerful superfoods, gold pumpkin spice supports rest and relaxation with a touch of spice to help curb those holiday cravings. Gold Pumpkin Spice is formulated to deliver the same amazing benefits as Organifi Gold, but with a special sugar-free pumpkin spice flavor. This all-organic turmeric tea contains 12 superfoods for rest and relaxation. It's 100% USDA certified organic, and it tastes delicious in warm water and even more amazing in milk or a milk alternative. You can swap out that sugary pumpkin spice latte with this sugar-free superfood packed warm beverage. And best of all, it supports a better night's rest. So you wake up refreshed. Organifi takes pride in offering the best tasting superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. You can experience Organifi's high quality superfoods without breaking the bank. Go to www.organifi.com best of you and use code best of you for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com backslash best of you and use code best of you for 20% off any item. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Allison, and I'm so glad you're here to discover what brings out the best of you. This podcast is all about breaking free from painful patterns, mending the past, and discovering our true selves in God. I can't wait to get started as we learn together how to become the best version of who we are with God's help. Hey everyone, happy Thanksgiving and welcome to this special episode of the Best of You podcast in honor of the Thanksgiving holiday and really the entire holiday season. I've thought about this episode for a while and I really wanted to speak directly to you today because I think holidays bring up such a myriad of emotions. Holidays are complicated. And I wanted to address all that you might be experiencing on this day. I also wanted to tell a story, a bit of a parable. It's not my story. It's written by another author, but it's a story that illustrates some of the hard, some of the good, some of the messy, and some of the grace of a day like today. Jesus told stories to illustrate the points that he wanted to make. He told stories to illustrate deeper truths. And so today I'm going to share a story with you. It's not from the Bible. It's one of my favorites from childhood. And I appreciate your indulging me as I think about what stories have meant something to me on a day like Thanksgiving. But before we get there, just some thoughts for all of you who are listening, not just today on Thanksgiving, but all of you who are anticipating the holidays with a mixture of emotions. Parts of us get excited this time of year. Parts of us get excited about the holidays. It might mean time off work. It might mean spending time with people you love that you don't get to see very often. We want to feel the joy that a day like Thanksgiving symbolizes. It symbolizes the hope of a happy family gathering, of a celebration of the many blessings we've received. It symbolizes this idea of contentment, gratitude, and joy as we pause to recognize and celebrate the good things God has given us, the good things that are in our lives. 
And it's important to do this. It's a beautiful, hopeful day that encourages us to pause and pay attention, to notice. But here's the problem. As we pause to notice the good things on a day like today, we often also notice what's hard. It's just the way we're designed. With every joy that we recognize, there's almost always a sorrow. And if you're feeling a mixture of emotions on a day like today, I just want you to know you're not alone. In fact, you're incredibly normal. So there are several ways that a day like Thanksgiving can take us off track, can not be that day we imagined or hoped it would be in our mind. First of all, it can end up being a day of stress if we're not careful. The day can end up being a flurry of activity as we move into those perfecting, pleasing, performing, producing modes we've been talking about in this series, those parts of us that try to get all the things together that tense our bodies, trying to make everything perfect, everybody happy, everything beautiful. And we haven't even gotten to the mayhem that can be Christmas. Thanksgiving can end up being a day where there is a lot of stress as we work over time to put the day together. Sometimes we end up at the end of the day exhausted and spent and not really feeling all that joy and gratitude that we had hoped to experience. For many of us, another reason the day can be hard is that for many of us, pausing to notice the gratitude also means noticing hard emotions. For example, some of you have had to think really hard about who do I spend this day with? Maybe your family lives far away and you can't get to them. Maybe your family is complicated and spending a lot of time with them is hard for you. Maybe you're estranged from a family member, maybe even your own parent or your own child. Maybe this day brings up memories of a beloved friend or family member who is no longer with us. The day is complicated. I don't know anyone who doesn't experience a myriad of emotions when we arrive at this morning of Thanksgiving. Gratitude is complicated. It's not the absence of what's hard. It's not the absence of grief. It's not the absence of grit of the reality that sometimes we're just getting by. And so I want to honor that complexity in this episode today. I want to honor the different emotions you might be feeling the emotions that you might not be able to name at your Thanksgiving table later today. There might be some anxiety or worry that is present with you. There might be sadness, grief, longing. There might be some loneliness. You might be alone today. You might be struggling financially and can't afford the type of meal or celebration you wish you could provide. You might be sitting at a table full of people and still feeling unseen or invisible. You might be sitting at a table where the absence of someone you love or someone you've had to move away from brings up painful memories for you. You might be working so hard today for everybody else that by the end of the day, you're exhausted and even a touch resentful. All of these emotions are welcome, and I don't want you to sideline any one of them. 
Instead, I want you to pause right now as you're listening, wherever you are, and notice each of these emotions, whichever ones are present for you, and give thanks for every single one of them. I know that sounds crazy, but I mean it. On this day of Thanksgiving, I want you to give thanks even for those hard emotions. They're there for a reason. And as you notice even the hard emotions and give thanks for them, I want you to check in with yourself and notice, how can I care for myself in this specific feeling I'm having? This is how we move into authentic gratitude, and it's how we move toward authentic connection. Instead of sidelining what we really feel in order to manage the perceptions of other people, we start to pay attention to these emotions. We start to give thanks for them, and we start to get more connected. As you give thanks for these emotions you're feeling, invite God to be present there with you. Let him know that you see the angst, the worry, the fear, or the sadness. And guess what? God sees how you feel, too. You're no longer alone with those feelings. And then turn your attention toward how you will be tempted to manage throughout this day. How will a part of you try to please others? How will a part of you work to keep the peace? How will your inner perfectionist step in and try to take over? How will you try to cover over some of this pain? For those of you who are peacekeepers, your body may go tense as you anticipate all of the ways conflict will surface and work overtime trying to make sure to ward off any possibility of it. You'll work to direct conversation, redirect conversation, explain away somebody's inappropriate comment. You'll work to protect your sister from your parents, your father from your mother, your mother from your father. You'll revert back into that younger version of you that didn't know any other way. For those of you who perform or please or produce, you may be tempted to work overtime to make sure everyone else is happy. Inside, you may be tired But you'll ignore that. You'll shove it aside. And by the end of the day, you'll feel completely out of gas and running on empty. For those of you who are grieving, you don't know what to do. Grief can be so painful to face, especially at the holidays when you feel like you shouldn't feel that way. Holidays are complicated. And I want you to give yourself permission in this moment. You do not have to hide your pain, hide what's hard to go through the motions. Again, pause, take a minute, and give thanks for these parts of you that have worked so hard in the past to manage these hard emotions. And then ask yourself, What if it's not my job primarily to take care of everybody else today? What if it's also my job, just as importantly, to take good care of myself? What is the anxious, worried, sad, grieving, lonely, or weary part of me need on this day? Take a moment and connect to that feeling 
inside. Imagine an inner table, an inner Thanksgiving gathering inside your own soul. And what if you could create a space for that hard feeling on this day? What if God wants to be with you there too? What is something you could do for yourself on this day to honor this feeling? You don't have to let your sadness, your worry, or your loneliness take you over. But as you notice what you feel and name it, you can care for yourself in a specific, special, only you can quite know exactly how way. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's nature. Maybe it's movement. Maybe it's telling a friend that you're struggling. But as you honor what you feel and create a place for all those different emotions, you paradoxically also set gentle boundaries with them. You show up with more capacity. You show up more authentically. You show up holding what's hard and holding the gratitude one in each of your hands. Holidays are messy. Family is messy. And when I think about the holidays like today, I think about that old sage, Ramona Quimby, brought to life by the wonderful author, Beverly Clary. I loved these books when I was a kid. I devoured them, read every single one multiple times, all the time. And as an adult, several moments from those books have stayed with me. There's something Beverly Clary did in capturing some of the angst, even the depression, even the melancholy, even the fear of being a kid. And she brought to life these feelings in ways that made them safe for so many of us to feel in an era when we didn't really talk about those feelings, right? And so those books became a place for me to honor those feelings all of us have that many of us didn't have a place to bring to our family gathering. And while so much of what you might be feeling on this day relates to your present circumstances, the way that you cope with those feelings often goes all the way back to the way you learned to cope as a child, the way you learned to stuff or to numb or to speak out too harshly or to set your own feelings aside. And so for you today, I offer you this parable, this story, these characters that are so beloved, so well-known, that are playful and light, but also represent some of the ways we can feel on this day and some of the ways we might hold both what's hard and what's good together side by side. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. There are so many times in life when we just wish we had a user manual, a guide to help us get through a hard situation. Navigating any of life's challenges can make you feel uncertain, whether it's a career change, a new relationship, or becoming a parent. And BetterHelp Online Therapy can provide you with that guidance that you need. We talk so much on this podcast about the benefits of gaining better coping strategies, breaking free from painful relationship patterns, dealing with trauma, and setting healthy boundaries. Therapy can help you grow in all of these areas. 
As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable. You fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash best of you. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash best of you. I am always looking for ways to save time and money while also maximizing health benefits. And that's why I am thrilled to have discovered Thrive Market. Thrive Market is my go-to for all my grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online and quickly shipped to my doorstep is just unbeatable. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and I can easily use their on-site filters to get really specific about what matters to me. For example, I can filter out low sugar, non-dairy, gluten-free, any of those very specific dietary needs that anyone in your family might have. And as a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single grocery order. On average, I save about 30% each each time. And best of all, when you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join and they give a membership away. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash best of you for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash best of you. Thrivemarket.com slash best of you. All right. So if you're not familiar with the Quimby family brought to life by the amazing Beverly Clary in a series of books that focus on Ramona, I want to give you an overview of some of the key characters as you listen, think about who you resonate with or who you relate to in this story. There's Mrs. Quimby, who is the stalwart holding the family together. The family struggles financially. She's got a job. She's always worried about money. She's always trying to keep the girls together. She can be a little bit stern, and she's focused on getting things done, keeping everybody together, getting the rooms clean, getting the chores done. She loves her family, but she's definitely sort of that stalwart trying to keep the train moving. Then there's Mr. Quimby, who is loving and kind. He's also a little anxious. Again, that's my 2022 read on his character. He doesn't like his job initially as a grocery store checkout clerk, so he leaves it to go back to school. He later gets a different job, which he then gets laid off. There's a lot of angst around Mr. Quimby. He even takes up smoking at one point in one book, and Ramona's really worried about him and always trying to get him to stop smoking. You know, there's a melancholy, sort of an angst around this character of Mr. Quimby, and he's also kind and loves his family. Then there's the older sister, Beezus, and Beezus we see through the eyes of Ramona is a little bit self-absorbed. She's sometimes cranky. She loves her family, but would really rather be with her friends or at her own party than with the family oftentimes. And then there's Ramona. Ramona is honest to a fault. She gets herself in trouble. She's curious. She calls a spade a spade. She speaks out the truth that she sees. She's often reforming others, right? She's curious. She's lively. She's playful. She's lovable. And she can often get herself in trouble. 
So in this particular story, it's from a chapter in the book called Ramona Quimby, Age 8, and the chapter is called Rainy Sunday. And this this scene, this story just lives in my memory. It just like literally I can recreate it in my mind to this day. And I, I thought about that because I, I always say there's a reason we remember, right? Our memories are powerful. And so there's something about this story that captured my memory when I was young. So I went back and reread it and revisited it. And here's what's happening. And I think it's in part because it captures both the melancholy, the hard, these different ways we manage through a day, right? The different ways we're managing other people and what's beautiful and good and grace-filled, right? About any family, about any collection of people. It doesn't even have to be a family because in this case, a stranger comes in to the story. So I think that's what captured me is that it sort of gave us space for there to be both hard, melancholy struggles and beauty, glimpses of joy, glimpses of good in any given day. On this particular day, Ramona and her family are not getting along. Again, it's rainy. It's miserable. It's melancholy. You feel sort of the just angstiness of the day in the house. Mrs. Quimby is barking out orders, trying to get the girls to do their chores, and Mr. Quimby is sort of checked out. Beezus is cranky and mad that she's not allowed to go to her friend's party, and Ramona is sort of bouncing around, complaining with antsy energy, trying to get out of her chores. Every single one of them, you get this sense, is just operating at their worst. They're each just trying to make it through the day, cope, survive, and they're really at each other constantly. In an effort to salvage the day toward the end of the chapter, Mr. Quimby says, we're going to Whopper Burger, which is their local sort of diner food chain. And you can kind of tell the way that she tells the story through, you know, through gritted teeth. He's like, and we are going to enjoy it. You know, there's this sense of, by golly, we're going to just enjoy each other on this day, even though none of them is really happy. And at that table, right, they're at a dinner table and you can picture it. You know, it's just a diner. It's not a fancy restaurant. They're sitting at the table, but there's something about gathering around that table, making a decision to leave the gloomy house behind And just brilliantly, what Beverly Clary does is she shows us how they each start to move toward a slightly better version of themselves, right? Mrs. Quimby stops herself from reprimanding Ramona about her manner. She kind of pulls in that little perfectionist part of her and kind of, you know, just smiles instead. Beezus stops herself from complaining. She kind of just pulls in that, that, cranky teenage part of her and is present at the table. Mr. Quimby smiles. You know, there's a, there's a sense of a softening, a sense of the worry leaving him. And Ramona stops herself from commenting on everybody else, right? And you just sort of get this feeling that slowly, just very, very, very with these micro decisions, each one of them is shifting into a better version of themselves. Well, the whole time there's this stranger at the table over watching them. And he had an interaction with Ramona when they entered into the restaurant. And she's kind of annoyed by the fact that he's noticed them, that he's observed them. And we don't really know what to make of the stranger. He's described as lonely. He's eating by himself. He's dressed in sort of a way that might suggest he's been to the goodwill. You know, and he's he's just by himself. And so we don't really know much about him other than that he's kind of annoying Ramona because she's aware that he's noticed them. 
and she notices the waitress talking to him and then he leaves the restaurant. And what happens next is what always stood out to me is the waitress comes over, Mr. Quimby's getting ready to pay, and the waitress says, this stranger, this this man over here has paid for your dinner. And this is no small thing for the Quimby's. They struggle financially and, and they're confused. They don't know this man. They've never seen him before. And and the waitress says, yeah, you know, he just said he, he thought you were such a nice family and he misses his own kids, his own family, and he wanted to pay for your dinner. And they're all just sort of stunned by this because they don't feel like they've been a nice family. They feel like they've been a cranky, anxious, angsty, stern, you know, complaining family all day. And this this stranger has seen a nice family. He's seen a group of people trying to be together and it stuns them. And you sort of realize in that moment that that sometimes when we're in it, you know, when we're in the angst, when we're in the emotions, you know, we don't we don't see the good. We miss, we miss those little micro moments where our parent or our family member or our child or our sister or our mom or our dad or our grandparent is is actually trying to make a step toward just doing it a little bit differently, right? We miss those moments, right? And so when that stranger sees them in a different light, it brings out even more of the best of them, right? And and as they're driving home, each of them is even more kind, even more present, even more grateful. And it's just a beautiful story. And reading it again, I get why it stayed with me. There's so much to it. It, it really hits us. This is all of our families in many ways, or even our friend groups, right? It doesn't have to be your literal family. This might be your group of friends. This might be your group of relatives, your community. We can feel broken, busted up, like we are not getting along, like nobody is getting us, right? Even in the best of us, even in the best of our families or our friend groups, we can feel more of the melancholy, more of the angst, more of the misses than we feel the joy and the connections. We humans are messy. So many home fragrance scents smell unnatural, super sweet, chemically, or maybe even like a part of the mall you can't wait to escape. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and toxicity in our air, I am so happy that Notes Candles exists. Notes Candles is on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that actually seems amazing. I have been loving burning the Santal and Atlas Cedar scents. It's woodsy, calming, and smells so good. I can't get enough. I love it. And they have other amazing one-of-a-kind fragrances like oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, and pistachio and rose water. Every single one of them is exceptional. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high-quality home fragrance by making the switch to Notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notecandles.com slash you. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code BESTOFYOU. Just use code BESTOFYOU when placing your order. That's code BESTOFYOU at notescandle.com slash you. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, 
whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. I think there's a reason that memory stuck with me all these years. It's such a picture of family. And man, there are hard days. There are days where the melancholy feels deeper than the joy. And even on Thanksgiving, that is true, especially, I would say, during the holidays, that is true. Everything is magnified. We feel the grief. We feel the melancholy. We feel the angst. Here's the thing. Even as you feel those things, even as you welcome those feelings, I also don't want you to miss small moments of joy. And that's what that parable is really about. It's not about a happy ending in the sense of, oh, yay, and now we were all happy for the rest of our lives and all treated each other well every day from here to the eternity. That's not what happens, right? But there's a moment where they notice. They notice themselves pulling back the sharp barb, right? They each notice themselves pulling back on the criticisms. They each have a moment of showing up a little bit more like the best version of themselves. They each have a moment. And even the lonely man in the story, if you look at this as a parable, he's lonely. He's missing his family. We don't know why he's not with his kids or his grandkids. Maybe they live far away. Maybe he's ostracized from them. We don't know. I know some of you feel ostracized from your family. I hear from you. You write to me. You'll say things to me. I'm the toxic one. I'm the one whose kids have set the boundaries with, right? You feel like the one who's been ostracized. You're lonely. You're facing hard things about yourself. And I want to say a special note to you. If you're feeling that way this holiday, I'm the one that my kids said, I can't be with you this holiday. Think of that old man in that parable. What's a kindness you could do for somebody else? That's part of your healing. You're starting to heal too. And part of what you do to love them is not to beg or plead or control or manipulate or guilt trip them into showing up for you. Part of what you're doing is granting them the space that they've requested, honoring what they've asked for from you. And that's painful. And that's causing you to have to look at yourself in all new ways and face shame. And that's hard. And my prayer goes out to you this Thanksgiving as you honor these hard things that you're facing. What if you could do something nice for someone else, for someone else's family? What if you could turn toward healing in a new way? What if you could find a way to give thanks for that moment, even amidst a lot of pain that you're facing? Maybe you're Ramona in the story. You feel like you're the one that's pointing out all the hard things. You're the namer, right? You're the one who is honest. You're the one who's like, we're not always nice. We're actually not doing a very good job today, right? If that's who you are, right? If that's who you are, what if today... You could just take a step back and look for the good. Look for what is working in your family today. 
you might be like Mrs. Quimby, the one trying to hold all things together. You've got the fistful of bills. You're worried about everyone. And as a result, you're barking out orders, trying to get everybody else to just get along. What if you could take a deep breath and just notice what's going well, what to give thanks for today? And maybe you're like Mr. Quimby. You've just made some hard decisions. You've moved away from some old ways to pursue something better. It's scary. It's foreign. It's uncomfortable. It's new. You're a little wobbly. You're not sure what's next for you. What if you could just take a deep breath today and pause and notice what's going right? What can you give thanks for. And what if your Beezus, kind of cranky, a little grumpy, a little tired of your family, not sure you really want to be with them, give yourself grace, take a little space, and then notice one thing you can give thanks for. Each of us is represented by a member of this parable, right? The one who is lonely, the one who is anxious, the one who is melancholy, the one who is irritable, the one who is facing hard changes. And maybe for you, you need to minimize the togetherness today in order to be thankful. Maybe you're someone who needs to take a deep breath in order to notice what's good alongside what's hard. So today and over the coming month, as you consider the holidays, what if you could acknowledge one good thing about this gathering, this day, this family, these people, yourself? And what if you could also honor one thing that's hard? This Thanksgiving, I want you to consider creating space for what's hard, for what's good, and for what's messy today. Give thanks for what you can. Give grace for what feels hard. And no matter where you find yourself in this story today, I'm with you in prayer. I'm sending love to each of you today. I'm so grateful that you're here. Give thanks today for what you can. Give grace today for what feels hard. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Best of You. Be sure to check out the show notes for any resources and links mentioned in the show. You can find those on my website at drallisoncook.com. That's Allison with one L, cook.com. Before you forget, I hope you'll follow the show now so that you don't miss an episode. And I'd love it if you'd go ahead and leave a review. It helps so much to get the word out. I look forward to seeing you back here next Thursday. And remember, as you become the best of who you are, You honor God, you heal others, and you stay true to your God-given self.